It is the 17th Sunday of Pentecost, that long season of the church calendar year, which shall take us into Advent, into this Christmas, and then Epiphany, and Lent, and Easter, and then begins again. It's a season of hurricanes and typhoons and fires in California. So we remember those who are terrified, those who have lost their lives in the Carolinas and Philippines, and, and those who are still fighting fires in Boston too. The fires blew up in Boston out of nowhere. Just, bam, you never know. This is a season. And as I said to you last Sunday also, it's the week of the remembrance of September 11th, you read those names one after another for long, names of reading, to think of those people at 21 years old and 35 and 61, think of their children and their parents and their cousins. So it's not just the 2,981 who died that morning in Pennsylvania and Pentagon and New York, but all of us, we knew somebody who knew somebody who was related to someone. I remember that morning I was at St. James on Madison Avenue. And as I said to you last Sunday, we closed the church and stayed there all day and all night, 24 hours. We opened the church up. And people kept coming all night, just coming, walking, days looking for their loved ones. This week, last week, we heard Jesus uh, on his way to the region of Tyre, and he went by the Sea of Galilee. And if you remember last week, this woman came and confronted him and said to him, my daughter is possessed. She has a demon and a clean spirit. Would you please heal her? And remember, Jesus dismisses her. He says, go away. Don't bother me. And every time I read that, I'm surprised at Jesus. We don't like that Jesus. We like the nicer Jesus. You know, we don't. He dismisses her. He says, look, don't bother me. And the woman doesn't give up. She takes him on. She says, what do you mean don't bother you? My daughter is dying. I want you. I've heard about you. I know what you can do. So please help. And Jesus says, well, this woman's faith. Your daughter is well. And your daughter is healed. And, but that's not it. The end of that story. Because we see Jesus again with the man who could not hear, who couldn't speak. And what Jesus does, he does something that, as I said to you last Sunday, that if you did it today, they pray arrest you for that. He spits and touches his tongue. And you go, ooh, he did that? He did. I don't like that. I don't like what he did. But that's what he did. And the man's ears are opened and he's healed. And this morning... Jesus continues on that journey, and this morning he asks his disciples, what do people say that they've heard about him? They heard he, he's a teacher, he's a preacher, he heals people. When Jesus shows up, everything changes. Everything changes. And he said, well, who do, you, who, who do people say that I am? He said, well, you're Elijah the prophet, you're... They think you're John the Baptist. Others say you're just a prophet. 
And then he turns to them and says, okay, all these people say that, but what about you? Who do you th I've been with you for three years. You've seen what I, so who do you think that I am? And Peter blurts it out, saying, you are the Messiah. You are the Messiah. Messiah, the anointed one. Christus, the savior. And Jesus turns to him and says, well, let me tell you this Messiah, Peter, and all of you, this Messiah must suffer, must be killed, three days he'll be rejected, and then he rise again. And Peter says, no, 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 you can't say that. That's not good. It's not good PR, Jesus. You can't do that. You won't get anybody to come if you say that. Don't tell them that. Tell them about the miracles and the healing and the, all that and the feeding of the 5,000. They'll like that. If you say that, people will come. But if you talk about killing and suffering, nobody's going to show up. Don't say that. And Jesus says to Peter, get behind me, Satan. He calls him Satan. Peter, he calls him Satan. He said, Peter, don't get behind me. I thought that was a little rough. Don't you think it was a little rough? Calling him Satan? Satan is like Lucifer, the, the fallen angel, the rejected angel. Lucifer, are you kidding? You're Satan? He said, well, if anyone, if any of you like to follow me, this is what's going to happen. I'll be rejected. I'll be killed. I'm going to suffer. But hang in there because we're going to win. We're going to win this battle. Evil never wins. It looks like it's going to win. I'm sure the young men who drove those planes in the World Trade Center, we don't, we don't even know who they are. They destroy their lives. Evil, Hitler, Idi Amin, Paul Partner, evil sometimes looks like it's going to win, doesn't it? But Jesus says, but hang in there. I've overcome the world. I'll show you how to do this if you hang in there. This past week was not just September 11th, it was also September 15th. Remember Lehman Brothers, September 15th? Remember Merrill Lynch, Bear Stearns, remember that week? Nine million, nine million homes were lost 2010 years ago. 10 million jobs. People's lives were destroyed 10 years ago. Hang in there. It's only September 11, September 15, but also September 13. For us who work from the prison system in New York, September 13 was Attica, the largest riot in the history of incarceration in New York. Remember those three days? Attica blew up. 39 people were killed that morning. 39. 10 officers, 29 prisoners. September. So it was a heavy week of anniversaries and remembrances. I asked the guys at Sing Sing, said, you remember? Remember Attica? They knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody. September 15 also is that Sunday morning. Remember the Sunday morning? 16th Street Baptist Church, Birmingham. Remember that? The four little girls got blown up by a dynamite. Somebody had planted a bomb in a church. In a church. One of my, I, was, I sent an email to my children reminding them to vote. We all vote on Thursday. Just a perfunctory email. Say, remember to vote tomorrow, 6 a.m., 9 p.m. One of my children responded. He says, I'm not voting. 
So I called him and I said, what? He said, Dad, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you vote, you don't vote. I won't tell you who he is because I'm baptizing my grandson here, so I don't want to tell you who he is. I don't want to know which one. So I don't want you to know. So I called him and I said, what? He said, Dad, it doesn't matter. I said, remember Adam A. Collins, Cynthia Roberts, Dennis McNair? Remember them? He said, yeah. He said, remember they were killed Sunday morning? He said, yeah. I said, this week we are commemorating their, they were 14 and 11, four little girls. Because that church was where they met organized voters, they were fighting for voting. That's why they were killed. I said, so you don't vote because why again? Tell me. This week was a week full of anniversaries, very difficult anniversaries. Attica, Lehman Brothers, September 11, December 15. Evil is real, but Jesus overcame evil and showed us how. Look at that second paragraph. He says to Peter, and all of them, he said, if you want to be my follower, pick up your cross and follow me. But you're going to suffer. Suffering is real. If you're not suffering now, you will. I can guarantee you that. You will suffer or you come out of suffering. When I left you last Sunday, I went to a funeral of my friend, Percy. He's a priest. He died at Grace Church White Plains. We had a funeral in the afternoon. And I had to preach at his funeral. It was very difficult because I knew Percy for many years. I used to visit him every week on Tuesdays. And his wife is a judge in Westchester. And I had to preach, and I reminded him that I used to have these arguments with him. He, he said, when I used to visit him at White Plains Hospital, he said, people don't know I'm a priest. I said, Percy, you're not a priest, you're a patient. They don't care if you're, you know, these doctors and nurses don't care, they're treating you. So he would, we would have these arguments about death. He said, am I going to die? I said, yeah, you will die. I will die too, all of us will die, but it's what you do before that makes you, Jesus showed us how to do it, Percy. You're a priest, for God's sake. You've been telling people this stuff, and now it's our turn. So I had to, to leave on the 14th. She so said, well, what if I die before you come back? I said, I don't know. That's up to God. It's not, you know, I don't, we, we don't get to decide that part, Percy. I came back on the 23rd. I flew back to Kennedy Airport. I drove to the hospital. To see him, that night he died. His wife called me, the judge called me and said, Percy just died. And then yesterday, we had the ordination of this young woman who had a long, very difficult life. She was ordained in Long Island. And I was thinking how different that is. Here we are celebrating an ordination from a funeral. That's life, the dance of life. Jesus knew that, and he taught us how to do it. He taught us the dance of death how to overcome death because death is the last enemy that Jesus overcame for us. Jesus asked them, who do you say that I am? St. Stephen's. Who do you say that I am? And Peter blots it out. He says, you are the Messiah. He says, okay, what kind of Messiah do you think I am? I must suffer. I must be rejected. And then, and then, and Peter says, don't say that. Don't say that. 
Remember what Peter, remember? Jesus has been warning them about what is going to happen. And Peter is the one who denied him that morning. Remember the morning when the woman comes looking and says, aren't you one of them? Peter says, no, I never met the man. I don't know who you're talking about. Don't know who he is. Never met him. Jesus comes asking us, who do you say that I am? Because if you know who Jesus is, then you got it. It has to be something bigger. Pick up your cross. Whatever cross you're carrying this morning, he'll show you how to carry it. He carried it. And then he overcame and came out on the other side. It's after the other side that we come back. Say, I could do this. As I told Percy that morning before when I drove to the hospital. Say, Percy, we do this. We know how to do this. Hang in there. Hang in there. Pick up your cross and follow me. Those who save their life will lose it. Those who lose their lives for my sake. Amen.